Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to another episode of Marvelous or the Death of Cinema. On this episode, we tackle the utterly unremarkable, I can't even think of anything joking to say about it, uh, Doctor Strange. Like, it's not a tentpole, it's not an event film, it, it is just, here's another guy. Um, here's another dude. What are his powers? I don't know, magic. Magic kung fu. <laughs> he, he makes portals like in the game Portal. Avatar, Last Airbender, Matrix, Doctor House, ER. Yeah, it's what if what if Doctor House was a wizard and had a less consistent accent and no pill addiction or anything making his character interesting? What, what if instead of lupus he got into a car accident in his Lamborghini? Yeah, and the whole thing took. not even like 10 minutes of screen time yes i guess i'll just enter into the plot summary then um because nicole can't actually remember the movie yeah so well well first (laughs) i so i'm breaking with tradition i did not write a smarmy annoying summary this movie a because i was very busy this week um or last two weeks B because this whole movie completely washed over me. It was one of those Thor level boring movies for me. Yeah. Although takes precedence in a couple of ways with some visually more interesting stuff, but really we were watching it together over discord and just, I, I don't think my expression changed throughout the entire movie. I just felt like I was staring at a, it. I, I was like staring at a static screen for the most part. Just so unengaged, so detached. Like, oh, what's happening? This is happening. Oh, look, it's Tilda Swinton. That was the only reason I could muster up any desire to actually watch this was uh, Tilda Swinton. And you know what? She's the best thing in the movie. Her and her owl pizza head. saying much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'll do my uh, summary here. Um, All right, let me give you that one, two, three, though. uh, Sure, all right. All right. (laughs) You're doing this off the cuff, too. I am completely, yeah. (laughs) All right, so we go. We're still going to add music to the background because it's going to be funny. (laughs) Let's just see how. And and while you do that, I'm just going to I'm just going to read some good articles in this people magazine yeah oh, you, you read it this, for the articles oh what is this uh chris evans sexiest man alive don't mind if i do okay uh three two <laughs> i can't believe i wasn't in contention this year you're not in it uh you know who is i wasn't even nominated it's uh very embarrassing for people magazine these guys are in it i don't know who they are who are they they're this is a this is a podcast Oscar Isaac, he's he's deserving. Oh no, Machine Gun Kelly, he does weird shit. Uh, okay, uh, ready? Right. <laughs> Three, two, one, hit it. Engelbert Humperdinck stars as House MD as Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is a doctor who becomes a wizard because he crushes his hands in a car crash. Without his hands, he can't be a doctor. 
So he goes to Tibet to learn magic from a Chinese man who's Tilda Swinton. Uh, Tilda Swinton has one of those students who's gone to the dark side. You know, she's sort of the... Obi-Wan? I don't know how I blanked on that. Edit that out. She's sort of the Obi-Wan. <laughs> no, keep it in. To Mads Mikkelsen's Anakin Skywalker. What are his motivations? Something about how all existence is doomed to die, so it'll become immortal by being annexed to the interdimensional empire of Dormammu, a big floating face in space. Doctor Strange has to stop him. What is his character arc? Uh, he is an arrogant doctor who learned to care about people other than himself. Maybe. It's technically in the movie. He also has a love interest. She doesn't matter. We don't need to talk about her. Uh, there's a lot of uh, guys punching each other while on the green screen in the background, there's some kind of trippy visuals, which is mostly just stuff ripped off from a Chemical Brothers music video from the 90s. Uh, in the end... Doctor Strange defeats Mads Mikkelsen in the sole vaguely clever moment of the movie where uh, he lets he, he traps Dormammu in a time loop where Dormammu kills him over and over and over and over again until he gets so pissed off at not being able to break the time loop. He finally just gives up the end. Doctor Strange becomes the king of the wizards. Sitting down inside his comfy, far, cozy farmhouse just outside of Atlanta on a beautiful fall day. Chris Evans can't help but fidget. Oh, sorry, are we still doing the episode? I already got bored. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the movie. And even then, I feel like it was just completely substanceless. Uh, there was, I mean, there was uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor as like the guy who's sort of like the rigid rules follower guy who feels betrayed when he finds out Tilda Swinton's been using dark side magic the whole time, but for good. And then that causes him to turn evil in a post credit setup for, I don't know what, because I don't know if he ever comes back. Yeah. Presumably being a villain in a future Dr. Strange. But the next Dr. Strange movie is about Scarlet Witch. So yeah. Which is too bad because Childa Legendfor is a great actor. No, he is. Like most of the cast, he's kind of, giving everything like a lot of he's giving everything he can to really really thin material um i also i'm probably pronouncing his name wrong but that's a lot of consonants it's not my fault i i have you you're you pronounced it better than i could i would have offended so many people i have the crude angloid tongue so my old man would have called the wonder bread wop you know he eats his sunday gravy out of a jar yeah so i'll can can we like the the first thing that we both collectively really commented on with this movie was the fact that the or like the origin story of Doctor Strange is there, but it's 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 it takes less than fifteen minutes, and it well here here's you know, the thing it, the, is like it goes by so fast that we have no connection to anything or care. Everything is so the, the the setup for everything is so lean and so expository that and so yeah so quickly paced you don't get a chance to like give a shit about him or process what you're experiencing him his arrogance his relationship to his peers his relationship to his love interest it, it just blows by because they're in a rush to get him to DePaul for, to for go training do magic. sequences which. 
Did, yeah. <laughs> which which, which you, is the whole middle like thirty five minutes of the movie. So like long. it's so long. Every it's the so pacing long. of this movie is so weird because it's like we we don't want to do another long origin story movie, but we also need to do an origin story because nobody knows who Doctor Strange is. But we won't. We don't want to commit too much time to the origin story. But we also have all the beats there, so it's kind of like, you know, neither having its cake nor eating it. Um, I mean, so like what we have like here this is movie a, seems totally disinterested in its own story. Well, uh, what we have here is a case of a movie that's really more invested in the special effects and set pieces than it is in characters or character development story, and that's the thing that like was really made me disengaged from it also you know what kaleidoscopic cgi visuals not psychedelic stop doing it hollywood it's it's i mean it's like kind of it's like it's more interesting than what you see in most marvel movies comparatively sure but it's also still got a little bit of that like the sheen the sheen the the, the green screen separation the smoothness where you just feel like you're, you're you know, if, if anyone remembers PlayStation One era games, or you'd have the pre-rendered background, which was a, a screenshot of like high quality for the time CGI, and then the crude, blocky, pixelated uh, 3D models of characters would be superimposed on top of them. Uh, which is not actually a thing I dislike in those games, but that's another topic. But th- this movie has that thing. Everybody's just kind of floating on top of the action. Um, and it's just like all this kaleidoscopic stuff is happening around them, but rarely feels like it's happening to them. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, a lot of the action is still just guys doing kung fu. There's a whole astral projection fight where Doctor Strange is is dying on a table while his love interest does uh, defibrillator shit because movies just don't care how defibrillators actually work in real life. Oh, they never, they never have. They That's never just do. They a never given do. with any movie. Um, and he's astral projection fighting. It's a little bit like the, the climactic scene of the Frighteners. Uh, he's astral projection ghost fighting with a bad guy. Um, and it's just two guys fighting, but they kind of float and go through the walls. And that's like all there is to it. It isn't totally devoid of imagination. Like there's a couple clever moments in the final fight where Dr. Straight, where like the whole, the guys are fighting while time goes in reverse around them. That was that was kind of cool. That was like I kind of perked up for that. But mostly, yeah, it's like uh, we had the CGI guys go nuts, just ripping off. Like I said, the the how um, the uh, Let Forever Be music video and the Stargate sequence from two thousand one. <laughs> we literally paused um, the. By the way, we literally paused the movie at one point to just watch that music video, and I was like, "Can't we keep watching this?" <laughs> yeah it's a great music video. it's a great music um, video and then i was really bummed we had to go back to watching this boring piece of shit uh directed by michelle gondry oh uh, well this is directed by the, the guy who gave us bagul um yes, and it, the the black phone uh, which i haven't seen yet but people are saying is that, actually that pretty good, good. I, I think sinister is like competently made but just it's just peak late 2000s Hollywood horror studio it, it horror feels, movie. Yeah, it feels like very much in the vein of those like conjuring movies where yeah. it's just like we want CGI people with detached CGI mouths to pop out and go, rah, jump scare, and well, look at this the guy, to the audience being scared. 
the the Bagul is kind of a stupid name, and the and the <laughs> and the demon in the the demon in the movie, he just looks like a guy from Slipknot. He does. He just looks like a guy from Slipknot. Like yeah, it's like. <laughs> He's the, it's uh, like, oh shit, it's a guy from Slipknot. He's coming to do something. Like, he's, it's he's just such a. He's harassing Ethan Hawke. Yeah, I mean, Ethan Hawke is really good because he's a good actor. He's really good in it. Like, it's one of those movies where it's like the drama is more compelling than the horror, but then the horror is so by the numbers. Yeah, this feels like it has the uh, reverse problem where it has like no drama. Whatever drama is there, because drama well, should primarily be fueled by characters, but because the characters are so weak, like, again... It's it's the most <laughs> plug-and-play like, yeah, so plug Marvel script. It really feels like you just fed all the other Marvel movie, standalone character origin Marvel movie scripts into a GPT-2 neural net, and there it were, spit this out. There were several lines, like, we predicted, like, a we said them before, before the character the said them. Said it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was and that happened like three times. Four. I Wait, counted. Four, really? Yeah, between between the two of us. Um Yeah, it's I mean like it's and and it's so uh thin uh, like I'm not quite sure, like the movie itself there's not a lot to say about it, like you know the, the the it's sold on its like super trippy visuals that just aren't that compelling in part because it's like all the same. I don't want to say it's because it's CGI, but it's because it's CGI done in that particular way where there's not a lot of care given to compositing the the CGI itself, but also composition of the image. Um, and I mean, uh, I, I I do wonder integration if this with sets and props to kind of sell it better like it's just kind of lacking that and it undercuts it's how striking the imagery could be and then the rest of the movie is so dull looking like just like a tv show you know just kind of lots of because we now know these movies are shot for coverage uh they're shot to just have as much stuff that can be stitched together in different ways as possible because they never stop fucking with these movies until like the day they come out so there's just no engaging cinematography there's no striking imagery or juxtaposition of imagery um to be seen or very little very little i mean although i i wonder if at least the big action set pieces mainly the inception paprika ripoff stuff if that probably played better on a big screen that probably would have maybe helped. I don't. I don't know. Like, I feel like there are some movies that visually will be more awe, like in awe inspiring, or if you watch it on a bigger screen. I mean, at least it's it's not an airport. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've I've decided that I was way too cringe in the last episode, so this is my redemption arc. So it's a good thing we're, yeah, we're I, just talking about I a movie won. we hated. I won the Marvelous Civil War. Com- complete victory. Unconditional surrender. I'm Abraham Lincoln. You're Jefferson Davis. Oh, well, thank God I'm not Jonathan Wilkes Booth. Or John Wilkes Booth? Is it Jonathan? Or no. John. John I, I, I John? might be short for Jonathan. It's John Wilkes Booth. It's, yeah, it's old If you Johnny shoot a president, you've got three names. Yeah. Although you could argue Lee Harvey Oswald did not, in fact, shoot anybody. Yeah, he was a patsy. <laughs> uh... Yeah, it's 
like this is a really difficult movie to even pick apart but i i did manage to do a little bit of digging um into the production stuff and this this is another marvel movie where the like pre-production and attempts at making a official marvel doctor strange movie go back into like the late 80s early 90s and this is barring there was a uh Doctor Strange movie that came out in the late 70s. Yeah, we found out about that after. So with Jessica Walter in a in her big ass titties in a, a Yeah, in an awesome dress, yeah. Which we definitely need to watch. I just saw that that image is enough to hook I, me now. All the reviews suggest it's mostly pretty boring for opposite wise reasons to this one, but I want to see 70s era Jessica Walter in that dress though. Like, I just want to see 70s era like filmmaking general yeah. <laughs> well well this is this is also i should mention over the course of watching this movie i conceived of a superior much better bore gauging ideal doctor strange movie that would star tim curry as doctor strange and udo kier as the mads mickelson eyeliner bad guy and it's directed by Ken Russell and Tilda Swinton's still playing the ancient one, but it's like very, 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 very early in her career, Tilda. So she's like f- fresh off of being scouted as a model by like Derek Jarman. Um, and we're not going to no, we're not going to have any boring n- not case of the not gays love interest. Like there's, there's really no she's reason. She's so for, superfluous no to this movie. She, Rachel McAdams. And, and honestly, so is mads mickelson's fucking oh my 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 student who turned bad character like again once again we've we've wasted a great charismatic They're actor just on to a get nothing villain two um, tumblr beloved sexy men in a to fight in a movie together this is like civil war oh my god you're right yeah it's civil war between the, Han- the fanables bait. and super who luck Okay, but but Hannibal's a way better show than I know. Sherlock. I know. I haven't way, watched the entire. I've, I've only seen a few episodes, but oh, this is. I think I promised I needed to confess something in the last what? episode. Um, it didn't last long. It was my freshman year of college, but I did have a Sherlock phase. That's okay. Everybody did that first series came out. That, that was a girlfriend show for me. That was like, I watched it with my girlfriend show. Same with Supernatural. I guess I, I guess what's maybe worth talking about is the fact that Benedict Cumberbatch is the leading man or was, it was kind of a case where they had no one else in mind to play this character other than Benedict Cumberbatch, there was a time when he couldn't commit to doing the movie because of other film commitments. So the production team and Marvel started speaking with Joaquin Phoenix, and he came like really close to actually Honestly, playing the character. Honestly, I think a better Doctor Strange, not that it would have made that big a difference because his character is so fucking thin and muddily defined. Um, I, I think this would have been better if it wasn't made at all, or just, just yeah, well, no. There shouldn't yes. be a Doctor Strange movie because he only really works as like a side character. Like we don't need this establishing like 
movie about him. It's this is it. It feels like what's well, the, the problem Thor with problem. The, the cinematic universe? Well, that's the thing. I think Doctor Strange could work fine as his own guy, but that's he fits weird in the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because like Dormammu is supposed to be his like recurring villain, and like the Dormammu threat is like bigger than anything most of the other characters usually face, and he's a a wizard guy. You're a wizard, Harry. His whole deal is so weird and def- and different from the other characters and what they do uh, that it makes like, like he could be his own thing and you could, you could just do like a, you know, wizard adventure stuff. I, Make him more interesting, which. Well, yeah, he has to be a lot more interesting. Like the, the, which you could do like, like you, like, like, like I'm not going to say like, Oh, he only works as a side character. I don't think that's true, but he, I think they brought him into existence to function as, a plot device so they can do multiverse. Stuff. Oh, I mean that's that's just like obvious. That goes yeah, without saying. They looked at the comics, they're like, well, multiverses, so we can just have like we can just have a Spider-Man for every dem I've talked about this. We just have a Spider-Man for every demographic, and then we can have them all meet. This and, this means know. we have commercial reason to for a movie studio that has the rights to this specific set of marvel characters yeah but it's like a force multiplier now every 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 bit of ip is now a hundred slight variations of itself it's like all of our all of our ip is now multiplied by a hundred and Doctor Strange is the vehicle to doing that for them. It's like, well, now we've got the man in the cape who who can open portals to other dimensions and blah blah blah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, there's just like there's just nothing to this movie. It's kind of like the peak in terms of the the, the more standalone or uh, MCU movies. It's kind of peak that like there's nothing. Well, that's why I say it suffers from the Thor problem, where it's like yeah, but it, but it doesn't have like the Thor like the first Thor. There's it's not more quite to as grab onto, but. No, but but even the first story, like there's more to grab onto with its problems, with its its weird missteps. Okay, um, I thought you meant the like, actual story, and then I was like, are no, you, no, 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 like, like there's more head? to criticize. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Whereas you know, this is just like here. This is it. This is the 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 perfectly refined standalone Marvel movie. Is this this um fucking uh value meal? McDouble. Like, what am I going to say about it? What can I, I... You eat it, and it goes right out through your colon. Yeah, yeah. Like, I will not remember anything about this movie in a week. I, I'm going to forget I watched this in a matter of weeks or months, probably. Yeah, it's, and it's it, like... Nothing stuck. No, and like, nothing was... Yeah, nothing was funny. Nothing was emotionally engaging. Oh, can we, nothing wait, was, can we talk about the, even the even humor? the trip sequences? Well, more he, yeah, the humor is like yeah. this is like we're we're <laughs> we're it here. We're in the soy full on into the like the soy phase now. Into the anytime you get like a, a, an emotional beat, like okay, there's one. There was like one moment. Yeah. Oh, the Wi-Fi password. Uh, what's this? My mantra. The Wi-Fi password. We're not savages. Or Beyonce. Yeah. Stephen, Wong. What do you want, Strange? Books on astral projection. You're not ready for that. Try me, Beyonce. Oh, come on. You've heard of her. She's a huge star, right? But that fucking... Like, okay, there was one moment 
that like approximated a feeling for me uh where Tilda Swinton is dying and, and I miss this like bullshit like <laughs> Tilda Swinton's I, 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 dying after falling from the sky and somehow didn't splatter onto the sidewalk ma- of New magic, York which magic I guess but you know what Scott Derrickson I know you're like a self-described horror director but I it's it's sad seeing a, a guy who's and I haven't really the only movie I think of his I've seen was uh was it him who did Exorcism of Emily Rose, I think? Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, my dad saw his remake of The Day the Earth Stood Still, and he said, and I quote, that is the worst movie I've ever fucking seen in my life. My my dad is 69 years young, everybody, and he's a crossing guard, and it's really cute, uh, and he thinks that movie sucks. So I, I, I can't really testify to Scott Derrickson's ability as like a director or like a especially like a genre director but just knowing that information like i i do remember like emily rose pretty well like just knowing like what he's it's kind of the same thing with like james gunn where i'm like i know you're capable of much more than this yeah well hell i mean that's the thing with marvel movies is they 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 Whatever potential exists in a movie and in the people making it is squashed to fit the machine. That's that's why it's not just well. I don't like these movies because they're superhero movies or because they're 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 mass entertainment. It's all their potential to be more interesting superhero movies or more interesting mass entertainment to display a greater degree of craft is wrung out of them by 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 the industrial machinery uh, of the Marvel mode of production and and style um and this is just yeah like this is just this is this is the perfect kind of terminal stage marvel movie like we're in we're in, we're in phase three <laughs> Ter- and, terminal and because phase, it's hospital phase, phase three like like third stage cancer but yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> i mean we could i was like just thinking like of the all last, the-, the last vestiges of like that's like like the last vestiges of humanity have been wrung out of these movies and that means even when we don't like them, there's less to criticize because they're not like clear flaws. They're just they're they're just smooth porcelain orbs. Well, I mean, let's. I'm I'm trying to remember what our big criticisms were because when we watch things together, I'm not going to bother to stop taking notes. That'll ruin the flow, and it makes it longer watching the movie. But, uh, like, just... I mean, there's, I, like... I mean, it's just the thing. It's, like, every... Like, yeah, like, oh, we've got the... We, we've got... It's like I've woken um, up from a dream that I can't remember. Yeah, that's exactly what watching this movie is like. It, you know, like, it's like... There were, there were a couple, like, the one thing I think that kind of... Oh, not saves right, the movie, I, but I, I didn't, we, what? Oh. I didn't finish my earlier point. The, the one glimmer of feeling I had is when Tilda Swinton is dying... And um, her bald ass alopecia head. Yeah, and and they're standing there, and and she's like, "Well, okay, so I'm I'm about to die, and I have this whole I can see timelines and potential futures, and I always knew it would end here." But you also get that sense where it's like, "I'm dying because it's my destiny to die," even though I could just choose not to. Oh, which yeah. is a thing I hate. I always hate that. It's like, well, well it's just my time to die. Like that's that's stupid. Uh, that's always been stupid. But um. There's this one glimmer of an idea. It's like time is like going super slow because she's like, 
I am fundamentally still kind of afraid to die and I'm stretching out the last moment of my life into infinity so I can procrastinate and watch this storm roll in and she's talking to Dr. Chase. It's like, that was that's a neat idea and there's like a glimmer of a feeling there. Yeah, but then it's and also kind like, of a ripoff of the end of Fight Club. Visually, oh, maybe just the like, shot comp is visually the, a little They're standing bit, in so front what? of a giant... Well, that's, you know what, that's, but, but here's, my, that's my what point, we can I'm, talk about after. I want to get to my point without getting derailed. <laughs> my my concluding point this, is, this whole that, was, that was about the closest that movie came to making, closest it came to making me feel something. And then, of course, we can't sit with that at all. The second, the second we're done with that scene and she's dead, we get some stupid, corny fucking joke because we can't sit with our emotions because we don't want anyone to get too bummed out you can't feel too much of anything or the audience might get upset they can't be too scared they can't be too sad just just a, just a hint of emotion and oh no we got to stay at our median our our fucking room temperature water all the time um and it's not that you can't have humor with tragedy and sadness. There's, there's a type of humor that is like coherent like you know like you know when you are at a funeral and you crack a, a joke I mean, that's a thing, right? Like, I don't know. Like, you're, uh, awake, I, I guess. I, and you're, I, you're, you're, you're mourning someone by reminiscing and joking and laughing. But it's like I, I haven't part done that, but a, a priest fell during Easter Mass when, uh, at a Easter one year when I was little, and I laughed because I didn't understand uh, that there are certain contexts in which old people falling down isn't funny. <laughs> in I, retrospect, it is pretty funny. <laughs> When I was in in elementary school, we we'd always have uh, 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 what's the assemblies during oh Remembrance God, Day? Assemblies. And every every Remembrance Day assembly, there'd be like some ta- old vet would totter out on stage. There was a World War One vet was still alive when I was a kid. He's an ancient man. Uh, <laughs> totter up on stage digits. and tell you, yeah, you know, about on, he did not get up on stage. He was oh, he did, yeah. No way! I refuse. He must have had like the roadie like, robot well, legs I mean, this or is, something. This is like nineteen ninety eight or ninety seven. I'm, I'm or just something. picturing this so, old like, ass guy, like this skeleton in a wheelchair, being airlifted onto a stage, like three or, or like crane lifted. He was. He's like in his nineties, like very ancient. But yeah, um, and they and they would uh, actually maybe he was just a World War. II. I thought it was World War One though. But I anyway, what I remember they That's showed awesome. this video of footage from world war one and because it was like very old hand cranked cameras all the motion was like super fast motion yeah yeah and it and it gave it like a benny hill quality yeah, and, yeah, I was just thinking, and, and i knew i knew it was supposed to be somber but i couldn't help laughing at the <laughs> fast i was like seven years old right eight years old and you know just of course everybody in the fucking whole gymnasium oh, turns to yes. look at me and frown. It's like, <laughs> you derailed an I assembly <laughs> I, I am a small child, and all these guys are running around really fast. <laughs> it's usually no accompanied no by Hanna Barbera sound effects, like yeah, the running great. sound like effects. Yeah, sack- I I did a similar thing too, but now we're. We're no longer talking about the movie. I was going to say, I well, think what's- it, it, it's just like 
again, just like these movies, just they 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 have no texture because texture is friction. Texture is friction, and friction might lose somebody somewhere along the way. Well, that on uh, that note, I wanted to talk about just how so much of this movie is pastiche, and just it's a mishmash of other things. You got. The Matrix, you got Avatar The Last Airbender, you got fucking Star Harry Potter, you got uh, Star Wars, you got ER, Doctor House. No, he, he really is. He really is really doing is. house voice. He's, he's doing that, house but voice. But not good. Like, Hugh Laurie has a good minutes, American accent. Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch, It's a bad, it's a bad house so voice, but he's just, he's just that's that's why i've noticed all these movies i mean they're always kind of pastiche but that's the winning formula they found is we do already existing genres of blockbuster movie and fit what was starting i noticed that was civil war where it's like it's not even just one movie is a past is a kind of homage or pastiche to one type of movie now it's like individual scenes or segments of the movie are like okay so the first 10 minutes of this are house and er and then the next 10 minutes or fucking goddamn Harry, Harry Potter, Potter, Kung Fu, and, ninjas. and then yeah, yeah. And then the next ten minutes are gonna be, and it's, it's like a weird thing because it's like, especially in the comics, as I understand them, I have a little familiarity. Doctor Strange is like his whole deal is very like occult wizard chanting Latin-y sounding shit. No, there but he is learns no all his, no chanting, which no kind chanting. of sucks. No, 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 like incantations by the hoary powers of Agamemnon or whatever. Like he, he does that in the comics. He, he has like he says spells, but like in and it is in the comics. If I remember right, like like it's all like it's like weird because it's all very Western esoteric ish stuff. But he learns it in like a in in, in a in a monastery in Tibet, which I I find kind of funny. Oh well, that that was another thing. They uh, not that there isn't an overlap in those things. Well, that's but. that's something I also gauged from the production section of the Wikipedia article. Was they? I I don't think they originally were going to shoot. I mean, I like I think it takes place in Tibet. The training shit, at least, which goes on for way too fucking long in this movie. But I yeah, that takes place in like Tibet in the comics. They couldn't set it in Tibet in the movie because otherwise they would get censored by the Chinese government. And there goes a huge portion well, I mean, of your Nepal world. Is, I mean, Nepal is like right there. It's well, geographically yeah, they, like the same thing. Yeah, but they, they couldn't call it Tibet. Eh. They, they couldn't. No, because the why most of the a lot of these movies get just so much of their like foreign like box office market from China. Like that's another that's the thing we haven't really discussed too much in this podcast is like or just alluded to it, but just how these movies are also in addition to being shot for coverage, shot and constructed in such a way that it can be tweaked and manipulated and changed for different foreign markets. So and yeah, in addition so it's gonna say yeah, just like never or streaming, like it just never stop fucking with these movies because well, they're products. They're like cars. Yeah. They roll off the assembly line, and you're like, "Well, this this version we're going to call the the Fiesta, and we're going to and we're going to sell it in the United States. Then this version we're going to we're going to like make the seat cushions a little bigger, and we're going to call it the the Fiesta, and we're going to sell it <laughs> in in Germany. It's it's ah, it just sucks. This is not how movies should be made. Or 
consumed. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do we want to talk about the whole like, you know, the ancient one's supposed to be like Asian. Yeah, that's okay. That's really Swinton. the big thing that was relevant about this movie. I remember at least it being a major topic of discussion. So this was this is 2016. So this is the peak of everyone getting a little nutty with it online uh identity politics tumblr politics it, reaching it a fever pitch here's the thing i'm not like frothing at the mouth oh no mad she's at great. It. i mean like it, i don't i don't but care at the same time it's also like but well, here's the thing i think maybe this was one of those damned if you do damned if you don't because yeah, if it is a wise old asian say. guy yeah. people are gonna yell at you for being orientalist but you make it tilda swinton they yell at you for what i mean you kind of just can't escape the fact that it's a product of like the 60s psychedelic new age eastern mysticism stuff that was just the thing it was like you know hippies would go to india and join a cult <laughs> we're nothing but grains of sand that was freaking transcendental paul mccartney don't you agree john lennon yes dewey cox with meditation there's no limit to what we can imagine it's yeah. a little like old orientalist trope the the a, a wisdom of the east and it, it, it of course it finds its way into fantasy because it's like oh we've got this additional reservoir of the mystical to incorporate and i mean like there's always been an interplay like this is why cultural appropriation discourse gets kind of stupid because all cultures exist uh in, in a state of interaction with yeah, each other and cultural exchange uh, that's quintessential to like human there, interaction threads of Buddhism and Confucianism and all these things that have that made their way west to Europe and 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 back, but but at the same time it's like honestly to, to me it's just like well just if you're gonna do the source material just make it old Chinese guy. I mean uh, it's yeah, but I, but it's also just like not worth getting mad. It, at it wasn't it wasn't I don't I I think it wasn't worth the discourse that like the old Asian man stereotype would have provoked the chinese fireball and i also think casting tilda swinton was part of marvel studios trying to do gender equality on their part well that's that's the thing too like you're going to this monastery in nepal which is it should be like up on top of a mountain like the monastery in ace ventura too but it's it's like in the city i was gonna say like black narcissus but you you brought out the low culture example (laughs) Well, there's, a scene, there's a scene in Ace Ventura 2 when he's leaving the monastery. He's like, wait, there's one more thing I've got to do. And, and he's he, he runs. It's got like that long, 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 long staircase. Oh, and God. he runs a slinky down it. <laughs> that that <laughs> would have the very last step. It's like, it was right there. <laughs> I It's a very stupid movie, but I really loved it when I was like six years old. So I still got like the whole thing embedded is, in my brain. Is that one as viciously transphobic as the first one? Uh, no, no, it's just oh, like good. racist instead. Oh, well, it's weird because it's it's like it's racist in like a really goofy, not thinking about stereotypes way. Oh. But then it's also like the bad guy is like a like British colonial aristocrat. Does in, does does in Jim, Kenya? So. Does Jim Carrey do uh, uh, brown face at all? No, Any brown? no, okay. it's not that. But uh, it's uh, <laughs> there's a lot of other stuff in there. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a nutty. It's a kind of amazing that that movie exists. Like you watch it now, and it's like a completely such a product of a different era. <laughs> uh, 
there's a whole series. He's like spying on these. I don't know where he got. He's like spying on these like poacher guys, and he's in like a, a, an animatronic stealth rhinoceros to disguise himself on the planes. Does, does, does he and come out his, of its his, ass? Is that a screenshot? Yeah, I've the seen? little the little okay. fan breaks, and he gets too hot. And he strips off his clothes, and then the door won't open. So he, he finds like a little hole in the latex oh out the God. back, and he, he peels it open. And there's like some tourists, like, oh, look, the rhino's giving birth. And he's ripping his way out of the latex all naked. And every, all the people watching are all horrified. You're, you're by, unintentionally by also provoking me to, I'll, I'll, this is, I'm going to spoil my watch something else a little early, but my watch something else is a uh, movie just. Uh, released a remaster of Lars Van Trier's uh, The Kingdom, which is basically Danish Twin Peaks. And uh, the first first season ends with the most shocking birth scene I think I've ever witnessed with my two eyes. I'm just going to say it involves Udo Kier and leave it at that. And things coming out of holes weirdly. Uh shit what else is uh you know who's also in doctor strange michael stolberg who's in bones and all is which is a movie that is going to be in theaters by the time this comes out that i really really enjoyed uh he gets to do uh he has very little screen time but he gets to do fun shit in it he doesn't get to do nothing in this he gets he gets less to do than uh regina george you just kind of. Oh yeah, that's the the love interest. God, she just doesn't matter. In this well, movie. she. I looked it up. She's at least named after one of the characters that was known as Night Nurse, which is one of the those old older comic book oh, properties. Yeah, I think like, she was. Yeah, like the, the, the kind of comics they'd make aimed at girls. Yeah, she like her whole <laughs> thing was she's a doctor, a night, night nurse. nurse that specializes in treating like superheroes. I guess she's often in like the daredevil universe continuity but that's oh, no, that that character is in the daredevil show and that's rosario dawson if i remember right or at least she's maybe she's one of the other there were like there were like several there were like several characters that went by the moniker of night nurse or oh, okay. i i don't know I, I just kind of glanced through the wikipedia page but just another example of taking a female character at least a property like something that like a some a character you could easily expand upon like this is the opposite of like the peggy peggy like development where you know you have this like very minor character at least i think she had a at least this night nurse lady or ladies or whatever had their own series going for a little while so was comparatively better known as an ip within marvel than like Peggy, but it's just it's just we're we're taking the name of this character because it's gonna be recognizable to Marvel heads, and we're just gonna do nothing of it other than to just have her be in here so we can well, that's, not let that's something Ma- with no, not allow a Benedict Cumberbatch, Mads Mikkelsen fanfic uh, slash fest to develop out of this. All, all these movies just have so many elements that are kind of perfunctory. Like, sh- we don't need her or Mads Mikkelsen. Like, he doesn't really matter yeah, in this movie he, either. Yeah. Like, yeah. Doctor, Doctor Strange in his like, his plot arc would make way more sense if in his pursuit to heal his crippled hands, he actually, like, is the one that, like, opens the gate to Dormammu or whatever and then has to fix it. 
the 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 Madge Mickelson and his goons are totally unnecessary other than to just have a bad guy and create have a pretext for a couple fight scenes which you could figure out elsewise which is also a shame because Mads Mikkelsen is a great fucking actor it's yeah, and he's wearing even more eyeshadow in this than he, he does in Death wearing, Stranding he's got like euphoria eye makeup on like euphoria eye makeup before euphoria eye makeup just glitter glittery purple shadow it's running down his cheeks it just looked like he walked out of like a rave uh just like a like a a no, no, it's like someone who went to a anime convention dressed as like someone from Dragon Ball or Avatar or whatever, and then went to the uh went to the the like rave on like the set like the night Whoa. before the last day of the con. Yeah. That's hold that's on, what on. he looked like. So the guy that played Wong in this, and Wong in the comics was kind of like his sidekick guy, which I mean it's fine to make him not his sidekick. I gotta say we don't want to do that. Uh no, we, name, we have another Wong black friend for Benedict Dr. Wong. Oh. So we've got Benedict a guy named Wong, Benedict played Wong. Guy, guy named Wong, who's also named Benedict, which is the same name as the guy. That's weird. Isn't that weird? Imagine having two guys named Benedict in the same room. How the fuck often does that happen? Chinese Chinese guy named Benedict. (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why that made me laugh so hard, but just like that's the. I was about to say, like, maybe at some point in like British history, there was probably a room full of Benedicts or whatever, but as soon as you're like, what kind of. What kind of Chinese guy is named Benedict? I, I don't know. I assume his his parents immigrated somewhere. Well, from maybe I don't. I don't know. I, I read like, that, like there aren't that many guys named Benedict. I I read that he really. But it's he, just like, the, the string of, of coincidences and and name. I mean, he's he's good. He's like, well, he's like, he's I just kind of wanted. there to be delivered one liners. Well, I mean, to, his, his the material his his the material super thin and bad again. He's, like the the whole you know what's what's your name Wong what is that like Adele, uh, Beyonce. Oh God, yeah. The oh wow, it's amazing. You're, you've got a one named character. They must have been calling him Wong on set because the other guy's named Benedict. So you can't be also calling yeah. him Benedict. So you call him by his last name. But Unless then that's it was also like a, a, a Benny or a B or Dict. Yeah. Do you think either of them, Cumberbatch or Wong, go by like Benny or Ben or Benzi? Dick. I I would say Dickie. I would say Benedict Dick-ty. Cumberbatch maybe goes by Benny. That feels like a very British sort of like cutesy nickname. Like oh, it's Benny, oh Benny. Um, I don't I don't know. I I I can't say for sure. But well, what's the diminutive of Chewitel? Do you think Chewy? You think people call him Chewy? chewy. I was thinking yeah, you have call to call him Chewy, chewy right? He's chewy. It's the, the service that delivers food and overpriced medication for your pets. Chewy. Fucking hate chewy. They they suck. Don't don't use chewy. Uh somebody who worked in an animal hospital where we frequently had to approve or deny chewy requests for prescriptions and chewy's HR is terrible, as is their IT. Don't order for chewy. Fuck chewy. Uh anyways. So uh, <laughs> let's see what the top critics on 
rotten R to me. Yeah, let's. Have to this say is about this is Doctor clearly. Strange. You know what? I'm I'm also going to bring up the letterbox page, and this is good this call. Is, yeah, I yeah, I'm I think we got to go spend some reviews more time on the cultural response to these movies because that's probably more interesting than the movies in a lot of cases. Because like this movie is not interesting. No, no. Um, so it's interesting. So it's like eight, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 89%. What? Certified fresh. 89? But here's the thing. This is the thing about Rotten Tomatoes is that a lot of the fresh reviews are just like, eh. Yeah, and they submit them. <laughs> be, no, you know why? Because the, like when you submit a review to be considered in Rotten Tomatoes, like first of all, like the, there's like I'm not tomato approved because I... <laughs> And I, frankly, I don't care to The tomato does not approve of me. The tomato does not approve of me because I only really have written for one, like, eligible movie review platform. Um, A couple of people who also write for the Arts Fuse are Rotten Tomatoes, like, associated or eligible because, you know, that's their full-time job and they publish on a lot more platforms i think kathy's even uh tomato approved maybe or at least at, at least knowing her her output she'd definitely be eligible but yeah the the thing with the rotten tomato score is like when you submit a review for approval it gives you like you know is this a positive or is this a negative and so people will submit even if it's like a really middling one that's really critical they'll still submit it as a positive because it's kind of like a 51 49 percent yeah thing. so like an like an 89 percent movie is like yeah like and, and that's so uh dumb <laughs> that's why rotten tomatoes is stupid but uh, let's let's look at some oh uh, here excerpts yes. from from I, reviews and i uh, i have a top can i already have a top contender because this is uh one of the most popular letterbox reviews okay but I, you go, I mean, you i'm go gonna first. do i'll do so one here, th- this one isn't really remarkable on its own. It's just it's indicative of what a lot of the fresh reviews are of. It's not great storytelling, but at least it's good spectacle. Well, it's, no, it's not good spectacle. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how people are impressed by this stuff. It's just not that interesting to look at. Um. Uh. Stephanie Zacharek Zacharek from Time Magazine says Cumberbatch, both a natural comedian and a subtle one, knows how to get a big laugh from nothing more than an arched eyebrow. Wrong. Even uh, Scott Tobias from NPR, even with the fate of the entire universe at stake, Derrickson keeps the tone appealingly light and jokey. No, when the entire universe is at stake, you want to feel those stakes. Otherwise, what's the point? Like, also, why does every single one of these need to put the entire universe at stake if that's the tone you're going for? Like, yeah. Okay, well, this is, I'll... I'll... Kip, Kip Mooney. Kip Mooney, Kip college Mooney, movie review. Not, that is not that guy's name. There, there hasn't Kip been... Mooney. Rating A minus. There hasn't been a blockbuster that grapples with faith on this scale since the Matrix. What, what? the fuck are you talking about? What the hell about? are you talking Who about? Is this Kip, Kip Mooney? Kip Mooney, I'm, I'm, college I'm, movie. I review. gotta look. I gotta look this guy <laughs> up because that's in insane. Chat. Uh, oh no, he has a Twitter. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Kip. who the hell get it? You know what? Um. It's it's it, it, there's so, there's something slightly amusing to me about a guy named Benedict Wong, uh, at least in a movie with another guy named Benedict, where he's also playing a guy named Wong. But Kip Mooney is on another level. Who the fuck's naming their kid Kip? Who's doing Kip, that? Who? What? What the fuck is wrong with you naming your kid Kip? 
I was looking at a little beautiful little brand new baby and thinking like, that's a kip. I'm holding a little kip in my arms. Like, the fuck? You're a monster. Um, can I can I read the this is this is a like over a, pe- a thousand people have liked this like four out of five review. It's like the one of the most popular reviews on Letterboxd for Doctor Strange. This is by right, yeah. this is by a guy named uh, Dirk H. And his top four favorite movies really indicate to me that he should know Who the better. Fuck being named Dirk either. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Okay, if you're if you're Dirk top, and Kip, if your top four favorite films are Wreck Mr. Harmony's uh, Cindy O'Shea New York Leviathan in twenty forty six, like you should not I'm sorry, be. Run that. Say that again. Cinedoche. <laughs> Synecdoche. <laughs> I really fucked myself up with that one. Just Cinedoche. <laughs> Two hours later. <laughs> Six and a half hours later. It's a pun on Shenectady. Use that word in casual conversation in my life, though. You have a master's degree. <laughs> I dropped out of a game design program. <laughs> Two thousand years later. That that was funnier than any of the jokes was, in Doctor that was Strange. Funnier than anything in Doctor Strange. Okay, so so Dirk H wrote uh, this this. Oh, this was definitely published on like a preview screening because this is dated October 27th, 2016. Uh, People will complain about the Marvel template and the predictability of the origin story plot, and they'd be right. It's all there. A fact that obviously isn't that strange as it is both a Marvel film and an origin story. We get the hero discovering himself, the love interest and the world-threatening villain. It's all there for us to roll our eyes at and have us complain about how Marvel is destroying the cinematic landscape. Okay, dog, I'm with you. But here's the thing. Doctor Strange is bonkers. It goes so many weird places, it leaves those complaints behind as an afterthought. Sir, what is your what is your definition of bonkers here? The, these motherfuckers, like... Like the the, the 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 craziest movie they've ever seen before this was like God, not even the Matrix, like I don't know, Lawnmower Man. Like, no, but like dude, like Bonkers is not a this is so safe and mediocre and conventional. Um okay, one like, of like one of Marvel's- People with people with perfectly smooth brains love to describe something like uh an MC Escher drawing as bonkers. One of Marvel's most bizarre superheroes, Strange is given life to by an outstanding interpretation of Cumberbatch and writer-director Derrickson. The biggest fear I had was that we'd get a Stark 2.0. Which we did, but less interesting, or charming, or engaging. Uh, Thankfully, Strange here is presented as I know him from the comics. Arrogant, yes, but ultimately a man of control with a sense of moral. As Strange follows the obligatory steps to become the hero he is, Derrickson does two things to make this one of the most refreshing and gutsy blockbusters of recent years. First, the visuals. Derrickson does things here that are just insane. 
His visualization of the multiverse is superb, and there are sequences in this film that are jaw-droppingly spectacular and bizarre. Another thing that struck me in this department was that Derrickson wasn't afraid to portray his horror roots. It's definitely the most graphic Marvel film out there. Not that it's gory, what? but it doesn't play it safe either. Did he? Did maybe because this is this is like a like there's like there's a guy who's never seen anything but Marvel. Well, movies, this is I also guess, like so. this guy. I'm I'm wondering, did he watch like a different cut of the movie? Because this this is, is it, this was reviewed like before the like official release date. So this was like a pre. I mean, is he just thinking? I mean, I Tilda Swinton smacking into the through that glass awning into the ground has a little bit of impact. Not, I, I guess no. that's it. No, the, I mean, the, you saw me the whole time Tilda Squinton was on, Tilda Squinton, Tilda I mean, Squinton like, was on screen. I was just like, come on, Mata Blanc, give me, give me some the, human origami. Give me, give me, the, give me the, more. Give me smoking. All the original Star Wars movies are like more impactfully violent uh, and they're almost totally bloodless. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to skip the rest of this, but he ends it as, uh. Do yourself a favor, accept that these films will never be perfect due to their formula. But in this particular case, allow yourself to be swept along by what is assuredly an off-kilter fun-as-hell ride. I really wonder if this guy stands by this review. Because this is, this is again, a review the, from like 2016. These have to be bought and paid for reviews, right? Because like, anybody who's know. like, let me, these trippy visuals are so insane. It's like, let me you, look at more recent. you're a film reviewer, you've never seen 2001 A Space Odyssey? Because if you've seen Inception, the Stargate sequence from 2001, and The Matrix, you've seen everything this movie does done better. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm. I'm just. Let me. Let me see what I have like, or what this gives me for. Oh, I, recent. while you do that, I've got the full Kit Mooney review. Oh boy, and it's like one, two, three, four, five, six slender paragraphs. Most of it uh, recapping the movie. It's barely a review. Uh, he has nothing. Um, here, he just isn't incoherent, too. Uh, All right, give it, quote us, King. The uh, the 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 biggest surprise has to do with how explicitly spiritual the film is, even if it's a big mix of Eastern and Western religions and philosophical mumbo jumbo. There hasn't been a blockers that grabs his face. But so you just said it's nonsense mumbo jumbo. So how does that second sentence follow from the first? The, the spirituality in this movie is just like the same shit you hear when you tell your aunt that like psychics aren't real. It's like, well, how do you know? You can't. Your science can't prove the the unprovable. Uh, you don't know with one hundred percent certainty that like things don't exist that you can't prove don't exist. So they can exist. Open your mind. Open your third eye. It, and it's all just bullshit meant to square the sci-fi pretensions of the other films with this movie having overt magic that's that's the sole purpose it serves there's no philosophical fucking discussion at work and it, it, it also still has to be like scientific guys yeah too. there is still that like new like that like you see that with a lot of new age stuff that like sheen of pseudoscience trying to square the circle there uh which i think is kind of a boring way to approach magic i, th I think if you're going to approach magic it it should be the I mean, it has to have like a kind of logic, but the logic should be uh, a kind of like thematic, psychological, symbolic one. Not uh, well, you know, your brain can 
make your molecules do stuff uh, in your cells, and and therefore it's just you know science that we don't understand. Like that's just so. This is very boring. Well, to there me. was there was another thing I, I I read up on in that book I mentioned last episode. Is there's a whole chapter on like we we already know how much Marvel works with like. The military oh, I just industrial. The last thing, the last thing okay. about Kit Mooney, and then I okay, uh, is his author bio is almost as long as his review. Uh, okay, well, that's that's all right. He can maybe he has maybe he has stuff to play. Holy shit! No, I want to read this because this is just like this is really funny. for a guy to write such a slight review with a completely unbacked. Um, uh, uh, conclusion to draw at the end. Uh, and then have this long, long like I'm just I'm just gonna read that we can cut uh, we Miguel, you can cut this if it sucks but I just want to read through okay. this because this is like amazingly self indulgent. Well, wait, what's uh, the what's what's the date on on the review? Oh, this, this is from when the movie. This is okay. from just after the movie came okay. out. Okay, so we, 3rd, we should we should like that in the last review. We should preface this with like you know people's opinions change. This, these might not be their opinions now. They pro- might even think these movies suck now. Which I wouldn't be surprised. So, you know, we're all allowed to. We all, most of us, had a Marvel phase. So, Kip, if you're if Kip Moody, if you're listening, we're sorry for making fun of your, uh, uh, yeah. admittedly funny name, Kip Moody. Ex ex evangelical. I found his Twitter. Uh, he has tomato meter approved critic. Well, a lot in of his a Twitter lot of them bio. do. A lot of them do. Uh, I'm so proud that t- t- the tomato has approved of me. Uh, oh, he's probably a nice enough guy, but I just this is just really funny that this is such a bad review with such a long his his author bio is like a fucking autobiography. Like many critics, born during and after the 1980s, my hero is Roger Ebert. The man was already the best critic in the nation when he run the Pulitzer in 1975. But his indomitable spirit during and after his recent battle with cancer keeps me bumming back to read not only his reviews but his insightful commentary on and the everyday. But enough about a guy you know a lot about. I knew I was going to be a film critic. Some would say a snob in middle school. Yeah, you're such a snob. You're slobbering all over fucking Marvel movies. Um, oh, when I had to voraciously defend my position that Oral Tenenbaums was only a million times better than Adam Sandler's remake of Mr. Deeds. What? What kind of argument? What, what? Mr. Why, Deeds. Why would you be having that argument? There's sort of Apple and Orange's movies. From then on, I would seek out Wes Anderson's films and avoid Sandler's like the plague. Still, I like to think of myself as a populist. Then you're not a snob. And I'll be just as likely to see the next superhero movie as the next Sundance sensation. The thing I most deplore in a movie is laziness. Well, then why do you love these Marvel movies? I'd much rather see movies with big ambitions try and fail than movies with no ambitions succeed at simply existing. Then why do you like Marvel movies? I'm also a big advocate of fun, bad movies like The Room and most of Nicolas Cage's. Like, okay, Nicolas Cage has been in a lot of really good movies. Fuck off. I mean, I understand um, where he's coming from in the sense that, like, Nicolas Cage would, you know, for just because he spent so much money buying a pyramid. Just was taking whatever role came his way, but yeah, I'm sorry. I'm still going through. I'm like, I'd love to write and talk about film full time. I'm skipping his like resume section. Yeah, I'd love to talk about film full time, but until that's a viable career option, I work as an auditor for Wells Fargo. Oh no! Go to the Toronto International Film Festival and compete on Jeopardy. Oh no, dude! You don't admit that. Oh, Kip. Okay, I was kind of, it's kind of like <laughs> defending you a little bit, but uh, no, no. I, I feel like this is like peak. Like this is probably like the most average like 
Metacritic, Rotten Tomatoes certified, fills out the review score generator, but writes for some website you've never heard of, like Film Critic. Like this is this is the (laughs) medium. This is the median film critic. This is ninety percent of the guys that make a Metacritic score or Rotten Tomatoes score. Or all this guy. This this probably came from a well-off family. Is named something like Kip or Jerk or fuck it, probably Benedict, and has some cushy fucking Wall Street job. And and, and he just, he loves movies, but he doesn't know anything about them. And he's like, well, you know, I'm a populist, but I'm also a snob, and I hate Adam Sandler, but I love fucking Marvel movies. Uh, I wonder if he liked Ankaja. Right. So, um, but I, I just found a really good one. It's short, but sweet. Um, <laughs> this, is a, this is a five-star review uh, from August of this year. Very well paced. Thoroughly enjoyed this one. Wife recommended as she says she wished she married Doctor Strange instead of me. We have been married for 35 years and this was quite sad news to me, but he can travel across universes so it's not unreasonable. Okay, sure. Run that by me again? (laughs) Wife recommended as she says she wished she married Doctor Strange instead of me. We have been married for 35 years and this is quite sad news to me, but he can travel across universes so it's not unreasonable. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> there was there was there was no punctuation there. By the way, I, I wasn't just trying to be funny. There was no punctuation there. Just a full run-on sentence. I I I, uh, I mean, I'll let, I mean, let, I mean, is this a popular review? Uh, no, this is a recent review. But let me. Oh, okay. It's just a straight. Up, let just, me let me let me switch back to. Uh. Shit, I don't know how to fucking letterbox. Please make your review sorting capabilities much better because all I'm just looking at are like one sentence reviews from like people in Brazil, and I'm like, I don't speak Portuguese, I don't know what that says. Um, a bunch of them are just like Dr. Daddy Strange is so sexy, uh, just uh, a Dilf. Uh, I fucking love Daddy Strange. She is so fun, damn hot, and can't ever get him. He is so hot in every film, photo, and series. This is, this is just what you sound like talking about Captain America movies, though. So you can't. <laughs> you know what? It does. Here, I've I've got one from Matthew Lacona, which sounds like oh, a uh, that's, um, that sounds like as a Christian TV. as a Christian allegory. Director Scott Derrickson's <laughs> Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe is impressively thorough. As Wait, a movie, what? it's silly, sloppy, and spectacular. Here, here's the thing. Chris, Certif- send that to me. Send that to me. Okay, right now. Certi- certified fresh. Original score two out of five. That's under fifty percent, man. What? That's, yeah, that's that's the Rotten Tomatoes. But I feel like, like the people just have to. They can say whatever they want about the movie as long as they certify it fresh. They won't get their like press pass revoked. Like, is that how this works? And I need I need a I need so, I need someone in the industry to explain I'm, like I'm, what the payola is with this. I'm, I'm st- just hung mechanism. up on as a Christian allegory, dude. Dude, what the fuck are it, you talking impressively about? Impressively thorough. Nothing about this movie is thorough. There's like there, there, there's a, a guy who only cares about himself learns to sacrifice himself for the greater good, which is letting Dormammu kill him. 500 times in a inner dimension which is 
that is just kind of an old Star Trek episode. There's a guy who's the end of the episode is this guy is locked in a battle with his like bizarro dimension evil self in like a place oh between dimensions for all eternity. Oh my god! Because uh, we his- really are turning into half of the bag. Because now you're talking about Star <laughs> Trek, and I'm just checking out. It's just it's. I watched original series first thing in the morning all the time uh, when I was a little kid. And there's a few episodes like in moments I still like remember pretty vividly, and that's one of them. Uh, and 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 that's that that's it. Doc, doctor Doctor Strange is cast down from his throne, seeks healing from a keeper of ancient spiritual wisdom and power, comes to believe in a world beyond his senses, learns that strength comes from humility, and finally finds that he's been subtly recruited into a titanic struggle between good and evil. The bad guy promises nothing less than eternal life. That's what Jesus promises. You've, you've got it flipwise, man. Jesus is the one promising eternal life through faith in him. What? Uh, I don't think this guy understood the movie, understands this movie or Christianity. <laughs> I, he, I'm I'm. Like what is what fucking I just, I just, and this whole review is just like a longish paragraph too. Like people are making really big pronouncements about the religious or spiritual content of this movie and not backing it up at all. It's really funny. Uh here's a this is a very Ma- Man- zoomer Manola, review I'm looking at right here. Man Manola Dargis, which I, 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 I almost read Dargis? as Man Manola Dargis with an H after the O, so I read it as Manhola at first. Um so visually transfixing, so beautiful and nimble, you might briefly forget the brand. Okay. Okay, uh, Manhola. Um, Amy Nicholson, MTV, defiantly old school. Not the cozy, apple-scented nostalgia of the first Capital America film, but that cold back-of-the-library whiff of the eraser nubs and mold. What the fuck what are, are you, you talking what? about? Where are you getting that? I guess there's a library with old books in the movie. For, for like where some of them are chained maybe? up, which again is like Harry Potter, yeah. shit, like straight up. We've got oh, we've got the library, we've got the special books only the masters are allowed to look at, and they're literally chained up because they're so powerful and evil. Um, the fourteenth installment of the ever expanding MCU, this is A A Dowd for the AV Club, is the first to really exploit the possibilities of CGI. Uh, okay, sure, all right. Uh. Uh, well, here, here's here's a very Zoomer review I found. This is also a five stars from this year. Uh, I'm just just going to quote the end of this. Uh, this is like Matrix, but better. That talk about relics? LOL, hold your sh- this something is horses. This is fucking no, bait. This is, this is, this no is, way this someone is, actually believes no, this. No, this is like a 17, 15, 16 year old girl. Uh, also, the scene in which the cape caught him was so cool. I became excited since it looked so badass. One second later, I went, "Oh, that's his relic, right? Right? Chills. If it's not, I'll pretend." Oh yeah, it the is. whole like, "Oh, you'll get a relic, and it'll select you." That's just the w- wands in fucking Harry Potter. That's that's exactly those are the wands in Harry Potter. This, there's not an original idea in this movie, or that, or at least what when it tries to be like the one thing I will like. Like the even one the, thing, even the one the, thing like, that was interesting is apart from the like you know time magic like the apple and then using that to defeat the big giant uh, bowling ball alley carpet monster in the sky uh, was was just the like 
I mean, the, there was a couple Jesus, moments where like, I actually forget what they're, I was they're fighting while the, while Hong Kong is rebuilding oh, itself as time that, goes backwards. That and like one guy gets fight. sucked into a wall and that shit gets sucked into a, 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 a an, an aquarium as it like all the water gets sucked back in. Because they used like some of it was CGI, but they used <gasps> just like actual reverse film of just things breaking, which, you know, <laughs> actually made it like my eyes not totally slide away. But again, that's yeah, like we, yeah. 30 seconds of something kind of neat in a, a, a hundred minute movie. Um, wait, also wait, that, to- that thing of like, I'll trap you in a time loop where you kill me over and over and over again until you get bored. I swear I've seen that in other things before. I can't remember where, but that is not an unfamiliar uh, concept. I, I feel like that's the, they talk about Dan Harmon was brought in to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. That too. Script Not, punching up. That feels yeah. like a Dan Harmon idea to me. Cause, uh, cause yeah. Dan, Dan Harmon is a guy that like pulls a lot of material from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, for like Rick and Morty and stuff. So like that, that, that feels like one of his things to me I, I don't know for sure that would be my guess well he it said he cons- like he also consulted on some of the science stuff which is like why are you asking damn Harmon? he just does the he funny know, part I, I used to listen to his podcast he doesn't know anything about science he's yeah. just watched and read some classic science fiction yeah uh, so and then he, his, he his whole thing that. his whole obsession is joseph campbell and uh plot structure and archetypes that's his like the, the, his autistic fixation Sorry, I'm trying to, you know who we haven't asked their opinion about on this movie uh, on Letterboxd, and I'm, I'm uh, trying to find the review because there's so many reviews by this ga- damn guy. Uh, oh, the guy, that guy that <laughs> our, our boy five stars every Marvel movie. Okay, well, I can tell you he gave Doctor Strange four and a half star, four four and a half stars out of five. I would like to see his review, please. Please, I I would like to see it. All right, I can't find it through there. Um, yep, follow him on Letterbox and he'll appear on your friends' reviews. Oh, I should do that. Yeah, you know what? I'll do that. <laughs> Be like, oh, ooh, who's this? It's just like a oh, I'm like hate following you, dude. Uh, I don't. I don't even hate him because he's not like a oh, movie yeah, critic like or a- anything. He's 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 just a guy. <laughs> Oh, okay. We got, yep. We got our signature. Oh, we also have a, he has a Benedict Cumberbatch ranked list. Let's see. And it's, is it mostly going to, is it going to be half his appearances in Marvel? Uh, yeah. Yes. No, literally. Yes. Like half of the movies on here are Marvel movies. Like not even joking. Uh, is, is like the imitation game or any of his dramas or anything even on no. there? Imitation game <laughs> is not on there. You know what? It, 12 Years of Slave is on there. Atonement, where he plays the rapist. Uh, was he even in 1917? Because it's on here. Uh, oh. He has, uh, he has he has Penguins of Madagascar ranked higher than Atonement. Uh, but he was. Yeah, he was in 1917. Uh, for me, Doctor Strange was always a fringe character until this film's release. I never really had enough interest in the character to dig into his origin, antagonists, or plots at all until this MCU introduction of the character. Regardless, this one struck me as much better than I expected it to be from the get-go, as I remember distinctly thinking this might be Marvel's first Green Lantern-esque letdown. 
Okay, how much? I'm, I'm wondering, what was his rating for the Green Lantern movie? Maybe like no lower than like a three out of five. I I, I don't think this guy has met a this superhero never movie. not liked a superhero yeah. movie, I don't think. Um, while the specific science fiction slash fantasy jargon babble makes little sense to explain the tremendous visual effort of the action sequences, the film really does have enormous aesthetic appeal through the high CGI sequences, which in itself is both typically hard to pull off and characteristic of modern Marvel's high standard of visual effects. Also think of all the uh, poor, overworked, underpaid South Korean CGI effects artists that were (laughs) exploited to do a rip-off Inception scene. Uh, Yeah, yeah, just just guys getting paid peanuts to work 12 hours a day, six or seven days a week. To, to to yeah, just just do fractals and shit. Wait, what was it? When there was one moment that actually was like kind of funny to me, where he's got like fractal baby hands coming off his fingers oh, and yeah, little baby actually, hands coming off was, their fingers. That was cool, but it would have been a lot cooler if they were, um, maybe like puppet fingers or something, or at least more funny or whatever. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Blaze continues. All this made for a fantastic act three, even if this origin story, like many other origin stories, had a slower first half. Then, dude, dude, we're like, he gets into his car accident, like, not even 15 minutes into the movie. We were shocked. It is. Like, it's it's like there's too much origin story. Like, this, this is an origin story movie. And so there's too much of it to just skip the origin and go do the thing. But there's also, it's too rushed for you to be engaged with it because it's so perfunctory. Because it is like, it's, it's Batman Begins, kind of. Like, you know, he goes off and goes in, in a lot, like 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 half the movies, like going to a monastery and learning your powers and shit before going back to save the day. Like, they're, they're kind of doing, in addition to Harry Potter and Star Wars, they're doing Batman Begins. Yeah, that's, yeah, um, it's also Batman Begins. It's also Star Wars. Like, it's... It's one of those movies you watch and you're thinking of and, a and much better like, movie you could be watching. Or Yeah, and, and I don't mean like, oh, this movie has, like, all movies are influenced by other movies, of course. No, but I mean, it's like in a really obvious kind of way, like in a, in a, in a, in a very uh, technical, like, surgically removing the pieces that we want to assemble this thing way. Uh, I'm looking at Letterboxd reviews, trying to find another one. And somebody, as an example of dialogue I thought was really funny, quoted like what I thought was like unfunny about this movie, which is where Mads Mikkelsen first meets Doctor Strange and he's like, he calls him Mr. And Doctor oh, Strange corrects him, it's Doctor. And he calls him Mr. Doctor. And he says, it's strange. And he says, baby, who am I to judge? Which I mean, I'll admit, I like kind, I like barely cracked a grin at the maybe who am it's, I to judge just because Madge's delivery is really, really like he's good at being wry, but it's like really annoying. Just I don't know, it, really it, annoying, fucking bad Abbott and Costello. Okay, who's but, on first but but shit. Yeah, well, the gold standard as far as I'm concerned for that kind of dialogue is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. The part where uh, the 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 himbo guy goes, she gets knocked on the head by a falling marquee letter, and he's like, "Oh, how's your head?" And she goes, "I haven't gotten any plaints." <laughs> 
See, it's I mean, like, here's the thing. it's not that you can't do that style of dialogue. You just have to, well, one, do it well, and two, it has to fit in the characters and the context of the movie. And and in movies like this, like like Doctor we Strange is just we, like we arrogant Doctor House ripoff Doctor, and then halfway through the movie, he becomes like mumble like 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 mumbly stream of consciousness awkward guy whenever the movie decides that oh we need that style of humor and it's like everybody is always everybody kind of talks the same when the movie decides it needs that style of joke it's never specific to a character or a moment where it's kind of coherent trying to is there, there anything else to really discuss about this movie no, like other, no, we, we just kind of like, made fun of movie critics for half an hour because there's really so little to say there's, about there's, it. Um, yeah, the only, like, in, in the long game, the only reason this movie matters is because it's firm set up for the multiverse shit. That's it. Yeah, like, that's, and, and they just need another guy. They need another because, guy. Because, you know, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. are gradually phasing out um, – you know, they, we, we need a guy who can justify how we can put all the other Spider-Mans in our Spider-Man yeah. movie in six years. Um, but that would also presume they planned that far ahead, which we know they don't. Like, they're Marvel, when people talk about Marvel's, like, planning of their cinematic universe, they're giving way too much credit to, yeah, like... No, they, I'd say they have, I like, notions of, like... They have oh, notions. If we, like, we, if we introduce the multiverse, we could make... We, we can have all of this extra IP interaction, but, like, that's, like, as far as it goes. There's, you know, they, like, like we've seen Kevin Feige just pops in the writer's room and says, oh, we're doing Civil this now. War. Uh, we're doing that now. Oh, we don't even like like re redo redo the script because we don't know if we're gonna get this actor. Oh, we got that actor. Redo it again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and that's again why these movies are so unsatisfying and insubstantive. Is even if you wanted to make like a well written, carefully structured movie with really nice, uh, tight cinematography, you couldn't because that requires planning that requires yeah. committing at least somewhat to a script and a storyboard <laughs> in pre-production and making it in a way where you can't completely just rearrange the movie uh like lego bricks a week before release can we can we talk about other movies now yeah I'm yeah let's, let's go on to our watch something I, I else don't care about well well i mean there this is one of those movies that I just thought about a bunch of different movies I would rather be watching while watching this. Uh, well, you've like, yeah, like, like if you if, if you've watched movies in the last <laughs> 20, 30 years, or just like in the last five years, but just watched like historically good movies from recent history, you've seen this movie a thousand times. Pretty much, you've seen Harry Potter, you've seen Star Wars, you've seen The Matrix, you've seen Batman Begins, you've seen, um, uh. Insert sliders. hospital drama sliders. The TV show from the nineties where the the fat kid from uh some Canadian uh, Stand by Me goes through parallel dimensions every episode. Okay, this goes is into a clearly new some Canadian universe. shit. No, no, it's a TV show in the nineties. Sliders. It's sliders because every episode they slide into a new through. parallel dimension. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? It's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. 
And what if you can't find your way home? I'm having this mental image of like this little fat kid like squeezing through one of the Doctor Strange portals. I'm getting to remember stuck, what is, like, well, the hot, By the time that show came out, he was like a hot Chad oh. guy, but he was the fat kid Vern from Stand By Me. Okay. Uh, Which is name? I think it's Patrick something. Well, anyways, the goes without saying, but the superior Doctor Strange movie is Jerry uh, O'Connell. Okay, cool. Hi, Jerry. Uh, whatever you're doing now, hope you're doing good. Uh, sorry, I called you fat. Uh, but the the gold standard for any Doctor Strange movie is Doctor Strange Love, or how I w- learned to stop worrying and love the Bob. Which we could, I we. Sh- that's also like one of those movies that I feel like counts as like. Oh, he's an married anti- to Rebecca Romaine. Nice. Oh shit! Okay. No, yeah. Well, after Stand by Me, like, yeah, he became a chat. Okay. <laughs> um, but like, would you agree in the in the sense like both the politically, like in terms of like both its political satire aimed at you know the whole military warmongering process as well as just ha- like it's stylistics that just by those those virtues alone dr strange love is also like an anti-mcu movie well i mean it's, it's a stanley kubrick movie and a stanley well, yeah, kubrick movie is, is categorically the exact opposite yeah, kind of movie just yeah uh, <laughs> uh, um also yeah, I mean, also peter I sellers movie. there's <laughs> peter sellers nothing i could say about as peter sellers as dr strange love a lot hotter than benedict cumberbatch is dr strange Sorry. What, what about Dr. Normal Hate? Normal Hate. Dr. Dr. Unusual Ambivalence. Dr. Weird Lust. Weird Lust. I, I, <laughs> used all, I used all two of my brain cells to put that together. Dr. Weird Lust. Um, That's you. That's you. That's you. You're Dr. Weird Lust. Yeah. I, I can't imagine anyone listening to this will have never have seen Dr. Strange Love. Um, it is, yeah, it you is never quintessential. Know. You never know, especially for like a black movie. and white movie from the early mid 1960s. Well, it's also one of those movies that's just like continually timeless. Like it might as it, it was made in like the 60s, but you watch it now and I'm like, this is talking about right here, right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no, it's, uh, and it is, yeah, it's very funny and it's very, uh, it's, Watching it as silly as it all seems, it's a lot more realistic to oh, like absolutely. the mentality of the people who like rule the world and have their finger on the button than you would ever want to think. Yeah, no, it's, the, uh, Kubrick was right. Our entire the the entire like like nations are just run by giant man babies who point and go, "He'll see the big board." Well, that can't be helped. Have him brought down here straight away. Yes, sir. Is it? Is that the Russian ambassador you're talking about? Yes, it is, General. Uh, am I to understand the Russian ambassador is to be admitted entrance to the, the war room? That is correct. He is here on my orders. I, I, I don't know exactly how to put this, sir, but are you aware of what a serious breach of security that would be? I mean, he'll see everything. He'll see the big board. That is precisely the idea, General. That is precisely the idea. Google Curtis LeMay if you want to have a good time. <laughs> uh, Complete fucking psychopath. And he was the man in charge of, like, he, he's the guy that the guy in the movie who loses it is based on. Like, he's a complete psychopath. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I would also 
before I talk, want to, I do kind of want to talk more, a little bit more about the kingdom just to, because it, it, it does have connections in terms of like the hospital stuff. Um, I would also literally recommend any other Tilda Swinton movie. Um, Especially like Tilda Swinton's work with like Derek Jarman, which was where she got go, her start. Go, go watch the autobiography of a real person, Tar. I haven't seen Tar yet, I, I so I can't weigh in on the disc. No, I'm just thinking of that person that was like shocked that it wasn't a real person that like did oh. not like struggled to understand the idea that a fictional movie could be plausible. I guess oh, there are a lot of baby-brained people out there. <laughs> really? Um, but yeah, I Tilda, Tilda Swinton is good in everything. She's in because she's fucking Tilda Swinton. But if if you want stunning imagery with Tilda Swinton in it, Suspiria or Derek Jarman. Uh, Chronicles she, of Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, and the Rojo. Yeah, Rojo. Chronicles no, of Narnia. No, scene. don't watch that. That's just that's just just watch Tilda Swinton scenes. Just watch her scenes. She's she serves cunt in that movie. Uh, and I, I do definitely want to highly, highly, highly recommend, especially if you have a movie account. And I think it might even be on Canopy, um, uh, Lars Van Trier's The Kingdom. Lars Van Trier, as, uh, some of you may know, he kind of came out as he's sick right now. I think it's, uh, is it ALS? I think he has, or MS. Oh, shit. Um, which which fucking sucks, you know. Not to say that Lars Van Trier has always been a cool guy, like you know, just, just shit with Bjork was very. That's a that's a rough disturbing. fucking thing to deal but, with. Though. That's but pretty... but you you can't say Lars Trier doesn't make like balls to the wall shit. Uh, I think I after I watched Europa, I think I, I my letterbox review was that is Lars Van Trier is the Azealia Banks of cinema. You, I'm not going to explain because you know exactly what I mean. Um, and yeah, the kingdom is basically Lars Van Trier's Twin Peaks. It starts out as a medical, like ER hospital drama with some supernatural elements. And uh, God, I, I, I kind of, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna allow myself to spoil this. Look, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil because uh, this. No, this sh- yes, because it's no, been I'm gonna for, watch like, it. I'm gonna watch years. it. I don't want it. Oh. Here, Nicole, Nicole, I'll wa- I'll watch it. I'll Wait, watch cover it. Your we'll ears. Do, cover your ears. And- I'll I'll watch it. We'll do a Patreon episode on the kingdom. We'll do first half will be public. Well, no, second this, half on season I, I two. Need to, I need to tell people about the the cliffhanger. Take your take your headphones off so you don't hear it. Because right. I need to. Right, here, I'll to I'll, sell I'll it to mute them. you. Just give me like an okay sign okay. when you're done with the spoiler. Okay, guys, for real, you need to watch the kingdom because at the end of the Good first, thing I can't read lips. The the at the end of the first season. A woman gives birth to and at the beginning of the second season starts to develop this fucked up it's like his head on like a fucked up I I like I I'm flabbergasted and it and it works. You think that sounds ridiculous? It is, but you know what? It works. That was really funny because I just watched you getting really excited and animated and <laughs> it's, clapping it's and really, throwing your arms it's, around. It's really worth being excited. Like you, if when you watch it, you reach that like end of the first season cliffhanger. You're gonna re- you're gonna know why I am amped. Okay, yeah, I'll yeah, I'll I'll, I'll bump that up the list. It, actually. It's, I, it's I, like I a knock like your 
knock the jaw out of its hinges sort of moment. It's like uh, the the return episode eight. Yes. Oh wow! All right. Yes. I mean, it's it's so, it's uh, a little goofier, uh, but it's 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 on the par of like legendary, like you know where how, how's Annie sort of cliffhangers where it's very abrupt, but it's also got that. Uh, let's just let's just say an actor I really love uh, comes out of an unexpected place. Alrighty, yeah, I I have God I. Like all my suggestions are just like the things that the movie rips off inferiorly that I mentioned earlier. You know, go go watch. I'll try, I think I'll try to remember to link that "Let Forever Be" uh, music video. Yeah, because that's a really cool music video, and it just it it does like the same stuff in a more interesting way and with less use of digital effects and a much smaller budget. Um, well, I was exactly saying, but it's like the similar-ish kind of um, uh, kaleidoscope. Uh, coming in on itself imagery. I'm just I'm trying to think. Actually, is there anything else like stuff like a, about a, wizards? I feel like I, should, I could say like the Ralph Bakshi wizards movie. I've never actually seen it. So I I would like to see it too. I mean, we could. There's always my theoretical Ken Russell directed Doctor Strange movie starring Udo Kier and Tim Curry. Like God, I want that to be real. I like I I literally manifested that entire movie in my head, just thinking about oh what would I'd be so much more entertained if Udo Kier was in this or in Tim Curry and they were no it started because I was like who would be better at like mugging around in a cape and just Tim Curry instantly comes to mind because there's that there's that video of him singing the spooky song in the cape. Yeah, I need to watch more Ken Russell movies. I, sh- I really got. I got. I got. have altered states on my computer. I got altered. Watch that, uh, I, I've been telling uh, I've you to watch a, altered. I want to watch Lair of the White Worm at some point. Lair the Lair of the White Worm. I like. There's just one performance. It's uh, Catherine Oxenberg's performance is just so fucking bad. Like there are points where it's not. It's, it's she's clearly being overdubbed because maybe she couldn't remember her lines or couldn't pronounce oh, wow. them or whatever. Uh, would it also surprise you that 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 same actress, uh, her daughter, was pimped out to Nexum cult? So, oh, that's very cool. Fun. Very uh, cool. And I actually I saw the last like fifteen minutes of Gothic on a stream once. I need to go back and watch that from the beginning. Does that look pretty cool? I, I mean, uh, def- like his his best Ken Russ's best batshit stuff. I think was you know aside from like Crimes of Passion in the eighties, definitely his seventies oeuvre. Like, you know, your your Tommy, your Litzomania, uh, your music lovers. That that shit was that's the kind of when people say psychedelic like imagery or like psychedelic filmmaker or allude to anything being psychedelic in a movie, I'm like I'm I'm picturing like a Ken Russell seventies, everyone's just doing cocaine behind the scenes, just a cocaine addled fuck fuel rush. Of a movie yeah like this movie's just not like i said like 2001 a space odyssey like it it, ov- it overtly rips off the stargate sequence from that and oh. it's like yeah and it looks like a carpet at a bowling alley yeah it's just not um it's like yeah like all the people like oh this movie was so bonkers and mind-blowing it's like you've never seen a movie man <laughs> like yeah what movies are you guys watching just yeah i'm tr- i wish i could like i feel like i'm drawing a blank on like other like more kind of out there visually house 
stuff. House MD. Yeah. Just watch an episode of House <laughs> MD. Yeah, that'll, I mean, at least I'll have a more con, uh, consistent American accent from a, a, a UK actor. More consistent characterization. That's a, uh, yeah, yeah. So this is a bit of a deflating movie. We just it's like, so deflating. <laughs> one of those ones we just want to talk about anything else, but yeah, this, Doctor this, Strange because there's like so so of, little to it. Like because there are a handful of like there's a there was a they tried making the Doctor Strange movie in the nineties. I think at one point Alex Cox was attached. That, uh, so that, was Wes West Mad Craven. God. There you go. Go watch no, Mad yeah. God if you want to see some psychedelic fucking imagery, man. I, I gotta I should rewatch that before off. the end of the year. Um yeah, definitely, definitely check out Mad God if you feel like swallowing swallowing your tongue. Um yeah, there was a point like, just where watch anything else, any fucking other movie. There man. was a well there <laughs> was also uh a uh a Jeffrey Combs starred and like it was a Doctor Strange like the the char it was by like the Charles Band company like Charles Band the producer and like he had the rights for a while and then they just they just expired just as they were about to go into production so they had to rework everything being like oh it's not Doctor Strange it's Doctor Mysterio or Miss whatever something Doctor Orpheus but, uh, I don't know but it's just Do- Doctor Orpheus is the character in Venture Brothers who's like a riff oh. on Doctor Strange uh. Yeah, it's one of the best is, characters. Yeah, watch, okay, again, that, watch Venture Brothers. That's just like, going to get you everything you might get out of these movies, but way better. Yeah, I'd probably get way more charmed by like the older, cheaper, more corny Doctor Strange movies. That I, like this, I'm, I'm sure I'll probably get a kick out of the late '70s one, even if it's like lame. I'll get to look at Jessica Walters' titties. So. Yeah, can't man. Go, rest in peace to a that. real one. Yeah, rest in rest in peace. Good for her. Good for her. We 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 miss you. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, I guess that's that's, that's, it. It. that's um, it. That's it. Thank you everybody folks. for listening. I hope you had fun. That's all. Uh, folks. You, you do not need to watch Doctor Strange to enjoy the episode. You, you do not need to watch these Please movies. Don't do it. Um, don't do it. Don't 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 give them. Your don't waste. Don't your waste money. your time. Uh, watch the kingdom instead, and then uh, DM me on Twitter if that if it's. Uh, Twitter's still going to be around next week, guys. Come on, uh, calm down. Join our di- join our Discord. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Marvelous Death. Uh, if you enjoy the show and you have the means and you'd like to kick a few bucks our way, uh, at least actually, well, Nicole's got a real job now. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So I'm I'm old. Stu could could use a little a little financial help. Uh, yes, please. Patreon.com slash Marvelous Death for five for five dollars. You can help feed three. this for three dollars. Well, three bucks a month. Three dollars a month. Bonus. You can feed content. this Canadian ginger. <laughs> Please, it, it it costs less than a cup of coffee. Uh, I need a haircut. I need money for a haircut. <laughs> get your uh, haircuts are for for guys though. Like you just go to like supercuts. I'm really broke. Oh no. Okay. A couple of people did kick me a few bucks uh, via uh, Kofi. Uh, if you're listening to this, super thank you. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're we're gonna keep. Uh, we're, we've we're, got yeah. uh, we do have bonus a bonus content. episode. Uh, we've got a, a commentary track for uh, Uwe Boll's House of the Dead. That's a lot of fun. I'm hoping we can do another one of those for Alone in the Dark. Uh, we're gonna have another uh, bonus episode out for the end of the month, ideally. So we're gonna we're gonna have some some 
some content for you pay pigs. We <laughs> we take care of our own here. But yeah, just just three bucks a month gets you the content. Um, and then uh, everything above that, you know, shout outs in the episode, yeah. uh, spiffy titles on Discord, all those all those little things to just make you uh, make you feel like a very special little little boy or gets girl. Gets me a producer. Or, oh, and I'd be about. I'd be remiss not to to mention. We've officially, I think maybe within like a couple days from now, we've officially been doing this for a year. Oh we've yeah, we're coming up on a year episode. Yeah, we we're recorded, about to cross, uh, yeah, we'll we probably cross the 5,000 listens like, threshold yeah, soon. Because we recorded Iron um, Man like a couple days before Thanksgiving because I stupidly opened that episode talking about how I didn't want to go to my, <laughs> my step uncle's house. <laughs> and then it ended up being fine. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, it's on tape. That's on the internet for everybody. I hope you see it. Sometimes moments aren't lost in time, and yeah. you wish they were. I, I wish it was lost like a tear in the rain, like a, like a lot of things I've said on this podcast. I just wish that I could do some weird Doctor Strange hand motions that make it go poof away. No more cringe. Yeah, t- time man. Yeah, time magic away the cringe. Not, I guess it's not called not the delete button. Chris Evans, though. Hey. Hold on. Let's let me let me see what else is. Oh, Chris, oh, look at it. Chris, look at it. If you're reading this uh, at Kunsaragi with a K on uh, Twitter.com, you can DM. Oh, Dick look Chris. at that. Look at that. He's pulling down his shirt, showing off his uh, chest hat. Oh, that's a man right there. That's a Look at uh, his Rolex. Yeah, I, uh, everybody can see what you're uh, showing, though. Yeah. There's a picture of his dog Dodger wearing a, a shirt that matches his. It's it's cute. Uh, Nicole. Uh, people pe- people why, magazine episode. Why are all the pages sticking together? Ah, uh, goodbye everybody. <laughs> goodbye. Thank you for listening. <laughs>